to our International Women's Day podcast series, where we are continuing our celebration of how women within the University of Nottingham community have challenged themselves. For this episode, Catherine Embry from University of Nottingham Radio interviews Emma Cole. Emma is a graduate, undertook a joint degree between French and politics, which she loved. Listen to this story to hear more from our amazing alumni, Emma Cole, who, although suffering from her own health problems early last year, took on a huge physical challenge during lockdown. And if that wasn't enough, she's got another huge physical challenge coming up. All right, so if you can start off um, and just introduce yourself and uh, tell me a little bit about you. Uh, so my name is Emma Cole. I am currently a writer and a journalist. I work on a freelance basis um, and I was at Nottingham uh, from 2013 to 2017, I think, and I did French and politics and I loved it. <laughs> and so the theme for International Women's Day um, this year is something called Choose to Challenge. Um, and we are talking to all our alumni about a challenge that they face. Um, and your challenge is quite unique. And quite honestly, when I read it, I went, oh, yeah, that's challenging. <laughs> um, so can you tell me a little bit about what that is? Well, it, so basically my challenge, well, it all started sort of last April, May, when I effectively my health really went downhill. Um, I had all these respiratory issues and really luckily it was nothing to do with COVID, but it was actually turned out to be severe allergies. And it turned out that basically I was allergic to so many things and they were basically closing, closing the things in my lungs that make you breathe. Um, and I mean, it was horrific. I couldn't even walk 100 metres. I couldn't have a conversation. And I'm a really sporty person. So I took this, you know, it was really difficult anyway. So I was sort of getting better on the mend and I just, a classic social media, I, it sort of came up as an advert and I think it was on my Instagram and it said the treble triathlon, um, all in aid of Alzheimer's Research UK. Um, and for ages I thought, OK, I'd love to do a triathlon, love to do something like that. And then also my grandma has dementia. So the two things just coming together, I was like, I've got to do this. You know, this is perfect for me. And so the triathlon is an, was an accumulator. So it was 30 kilometres swimming, 300 kilometres running and 1500 kilometres cycling. Um, and I gave myself about three months to do it. So from beginning of July to sort of, what was it, Oct September, October time. Um, so, yes, maybe just over three months. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was <laughs> it was brutal, but it was awesome. And I think most people when they saw this triathlon would go even if they were completely able-bodied and completely all right in their health would go not a chance that's so hard <laughs> what made you take on both things at the same time I think being so ill had just made me really really value my health um and also being able to do sport getting outside and you know like yeah doing sport which I absolutely love and I just thought you know God, our health is so valuable and I really want to do something good with mine. Um, and that I just thought, you know what, why not? What am I waiting for? And also, you know, 
it was a pandemic and there's not that much else to do <laughs> and I, I really love challenging myself um, and so for me it was kind of like the perfect challenge. So to clarify what Emma's talking about when she says treble challenge it's swimming 30 kilometers running 300 kilometers and cycling a whopping 1500 kilometers and <laughs> um, how long so you said it was from July to October right? Yeah so beginning of July to mid-October I think I finished yeah something mid-October <laughs> not sure when. and at what point did you go during that there is not a chance I can do this anymore that is too many kilometers or was there not that <laughs> there was a point and actually I it was in sort of beginning of August um I realized with this everything was fine with the running and the swimming because that was quite manageable but the cycling the 1500 kilometers was just such a long way and no matter how far I cycled I just never made an imprint um on like my progress chart so that actually led to me taking a week off work and cycling solo totally unsupported 700 kilometers um over eight days at beginning of September um just as a way to get in those kilometers and did anyone in your life tell you there's not a chance you should be doing this what are you doing <laughs> I mean everyone was very much like right are you going to be okay like how are the lungs that's like a classic phrase now <laughs> um, <laughs> which is really nice but also I think they just they were so supportive because they were like this is brilliant you know what a, what a great thing to do and have you felt that you've having done this looking back uh is it one of those where you can't really remember how grueling it was you just feel that it was an incredibly positive thing or are you looking at it going gosh that was really difficult never again or have you already got some crazier plan in the past <laughs> well I mean I do remember how hard it was I think that there were some particular hills round in the south of England near Eastbourne that will forever be in my memory <laughs> as that was the most difficult part but yeah, I think I look back on it and as an absolutely fantastic experience. Um, and yeah, I look back on it and I, I loved it and I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Um, and actually, yes, it has it has led me to think, right, what's going to be my 2021 challenge? Um, so now I'm decided to train for a ultra marathon, which is anything over a marathon. So I'm going to try and do a 50 kilometre trail run um, in June. All right. So you're really giving yourself a break then? <laughs> yes. So how much money did you raise? I haven't asked you. Uh, seven and a half thousand pounds. Oh, that's an incredible amount of money. And I know that Alzheimer's Research UK obviously being an incredible charity that will really have helped uh, a large number of people. That must feel great. Yeah, I mean, it feels brilliant. And, uh, you know, I, I also think that the coronavirus pandemic has in many ways accelerated those, you know, those suffering with Alzheimer's. It's kind of accelerated their demise in many ways because, they've obviously tend to be a lot older, tend to probably be shielding. Like my grandma, for example, lives on her own. Um, and I've definitely seen, you know, she's sort of uh, suffering a lot. And so I just thought, you know, these people need it more than ever. And it is such an under-researched disease. Um, and it's incredibly sad watching someone, you know, so close to you just sort of disappear in front of your eyes. Um, so, you know, what a great cause. I think so many things because of the pandemic have become that were challenges before have become so much more challenging. Right. Obviously, you were saying um, about your grandma and I think the isolation has hit everybody and we can all sympathise with not being able to go and see or even hug our loved ones. But yeah. it's so much more acute for people like that. 
Yeah, I completely agree. And as you know, the last year has been particularly challenging for many women, um, many people in general. How do you see the next few months progressing? So you said that you've got this ultra marathon coming up. <laughs> what are you looking forward to? Have you got anything relaxing in that? Or is it all sort of full steam ahead? And are you doing that for Alzheimer's research? I actually haven't decided um, which charity to do it for. Uh, it's still kind of thinking about it in my head because um, there are so many great charities. Uh, but in terms of the next few months, I so I'm starting a course in a month's time, which, which would be really nice. Um, also setting up my own podcast, which I'm really excited about. Um, and I'm just so looking forward to hopefully restrictions being loosened, um, being able to hang out with friends, like physically being able to hang out with them. And I also would say sort of the general mood in, in communities being lifted. Because um, one thing I miss is, you know, you go into a, a shop, you might you chat to people, people are a bit relaxed. It, that sort of that interaction, I think, is really special between us humans. And at the moment, everyone is so like, oh, gosh can't stay anywhere too long don't want to talk to anyone and so I'm really looking forward to when people are just enjoying living if that makes sense That sounds great. That's really exciting. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. And obviously you're a Nottingham alumni. Um, what is your favourite memory of Nottingham um, from your time there? Because obviously you graduated in 17, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Oh, that is so difficult. Um, oh, I, I think, I mean, every year was so fun. Um, obviously, I played lacrosse in my first two years and then I went abroad for my year abroad and then I came back and played basketball. And I absolutely love that. And I, my studies, I mean, I did French politics and I honestly think it's the best degree. It's just so interesting. And I had some wonderful modules that just totally opened my eyes. And I just felt my professors were brilliant. So, yeah, I think I was really lucky. I kind of studied what I was super interested in. I suppose that's what we all hope to do, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, God, I, I'd do it again now. Like... <laughs> I know just want to do it again it's not one of those is it <laughs> um and from your particular challenge so doing undertaking your sort of huge feat for Alzheimer's research um but also living through coronavirus and having I suppose recently graduated what advice would you give to either somebody that's currently at Nottingham um or somebody that's saying They've seen something like this ultramarathon that you're about to do or something along those lines and they've gone, oh, I can't do that or I'd love to, but I just don't think I've got the time, whatever it might be. What would you say to them? I would say that the only person stopping you is yourself. And the only thing that you have entire control over at the end of the day is really your thoughts. So if you can tell yourself, yes, I can do that, 
because everyone can at the end of the day like if you put your mind to it and you maybe write a plan and say it's a you want to run however far it might be 5k 10k half marathon whatever start writing a plan and then what I love is seeing the progress just ticking off every day that you achieve something no matter how small it might be so you walk two kilometers write that down like look at your achievements and I find that really helpful in you know building that confidence to then go out there and do something a bit bigger so I just say like don't be afraid like you are unique you're here for a reason so go out there smash it do you know what I've been putting off going for a run after this I think I might just put my trainers on Um, and is your health okay now? Are you was that something that was a struggle with um, COVID? If you don't mind me asking, um, and doing all of the runs, um, how are you feeling now? Oh no, of course, um, no, it's definitely been a struggle. It's still a struggle. It's an ongoing issue, really. I was really lucky, so I recovered quite well. I got on this all this medication. I'm only 26, and I can't even tell you how many pills I've had to take <laughs> um, just to just walk up the stairs normally and even to go for a run you know and so for me just every day you can't take it for granted um so yeah and then I I actually went really downhill in October November time and I was like oh no I'm back at square one here we go again um but you know it is really scary when it's a pandemic and you've got respiratory problems but at the end of the day like you know human body is amazing um just got to be careful be cautious um and look after yourself and all the doctors that I've spoken to are just outstanding they're so kind so yeah I just even though obviously it's scary I try not to think about it and just think how lucky I am really I think that's a great way of looking at it and I think some people would go how on earth have you got that perspective but I mean I think you're a testament to show that if you do look at it positively and see what you can make of it, um, only good things can come of it. Yeah, exactly. Making the best of a difficult situation. Easier said than done, of course. But <laughs> <laughs> Just putting one foot in front of the other or paddling, I suppose, in your case. In one, <laughs> one yeah. yeah, just where, like putting where on are you doing the swimming? swimming so I did the swimming at I was so lucky actually a friend has a pool and but then I went to the local swimming pool so it was a a sort of a a mixture of things um so I did the swimming in a swimming pool when they were open and then there were a couple of times they were closed and I was like oh (laughs) Uh -oh." (laughs) uh-oh um and yeah and then I actually just I didn't really like swimming that much and then I absolutely loved it can't wait till the pool's open again (laughs) Yeah, I've always thought the swimming in my head, because I could do running, listen to music and stuff. Swimming to me, I thought maybe was quite boring, but maybe I need to give it another shot. Yeah, I think it's, it is really satisfying um, once you clock up a bit of time in the swimming pool. And it's a different kind of fitness to running. Um, so you just, yeah, I think it's wonderful, really. I'll start less than 30k, but we'll see how I do. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining me. Absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Of course. I think when we're having a look at the brief, you fit the brief perfectly of Choose the Challenge and International Women's Day. And I think your story, hopefully, it's definitely got me to um, think about actually, yeah, I've, I can get out and go for a run or do that thing that people have been putting off. So hopefully people use you as a good example to get the thing that they've been wanting to do and just go out and get it. Oh, I hope so. Thank you to Emma. Her story is amazing. It's a celebration of health and a celebration of overcoming physical difficulties. Thank you for 
providing us with such an exciting podcast. Our very grateful thanks to everybody who's been involved in recording and working on these podcasts and specific thanks to Catherine Whittingham for the two interviews that she conducted with Her Spirit and with Linda and with Liz. To Catherine from University of Nottingham Radio who interviewed four uh, of our very inspiring alumni and has provided us with such interesting and engaging podcasts to Rachel Green for all her work, both in terms of the International Women's Day events, but with specific thanks for these podcasts. And huge thanks to Mercedes, who's just been a complete stalwart uh, in terms of the technology. So thank you, thank you to everybody for their involvement and commitment and engagement with these podcasts. And thank you again for listening.